Welcome into another episode of the A-List Podcast. I'm Kwani A. Jonas, joined by A. Sherrod Blakely. And Sherrod, I'm going to take credit for the latest addition to the Celtics. Their new head coach, Ime Udoka, has been signed. And I called it the day before it happened. Just okay. want to put that out there. Okay. Okay. You, you you can take that victory lap if you want. That's to. all I'm taking. <laughs> I'm just I'm just glad he's coming and bringing all that he brings to the table with him when he comes. Yes. I'm I'm very happy about that. <laughs> Me and a lot of folks in Boston are happy that he's bringing all that he brings to the table. Yes, because everyone clearly cares more about Nia Long than they care. Oh, about I was talking about all the experience with Popovich. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Oh, okay. What were you talking about? Oh, oh. Oh, his fiance. Yes. Long, 50 years old, Fresh Prince Bel Air, Boys in the Hood. I've heard of her. I think I've heard of her. Yeah. Yeah. What, is, what was your reaction overall, uh, other than the things that you bring? All that he brings to the table? Yeah. Uh, it's a good hire. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't really call it a great one because there's still a lot of unknowns and uncertainties about how he's going to put this roster together. How is he going to use Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. Is he going to be able to get more out of some of those guys that are on the fringe of the roster, uh, guys who are going to be coming off the bench? Uh, what style of play is he going to have? Does he have the right personnel to go that route? There's a lot of questions about him that, regardless of who they brought in, might still be there. But when you're making that shift from being an assistant coach to a head coach, even though the distance isn't very far, the type of responsibilities are enormous. And for someone going through that for the first time, uh, you just don't really know whether or not they're going to handle it as well as they want to and as well as they should. So there's a lot of questions, but I like the promise that he brings. I like the fact that he does have a very varied um, background. I like the fact that, and not enough people people talk about this, but if you look at his career trajectory as as an assistant coach, he's consistently been involved with teams that had multiple top shelf talent you know i mean in brooklyn which is where he's coming from they had the biggest of the big threes that we've seen in the last 10 15 20 years in terms of talent you look at the guys that he worked with in san antonio uh you you look at just you know coming to boston where you have a tatum and you have a brown who are going to be you know the faces of your franchise for you know for at least the, the near future he has experience in working with players of that caliber and that skill. And that's that's really going to be important as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's star continue to rise. In the front office of the Boston Celtics seem to really have that faith that he can get the mission accomplished. And that mission is the Banner 18 that we heard throughout that introductory press conference over and over again. He's the 18th coach of this team as well. So as Steve Pagliuca said, the 18th coach for the 18th banner that would align very well. So he has a lot of on his plate, a lot of pressure, but with a team this young, but still very good, I think it is possible. He just definitely needs to surround himself with the right coaching staff and really execute this season. Yeah. And and, and also get a little lucky. Uh, yes. <laughs> and by that, I just simply mean a player that is at a certain level, all of a sudden they take their game to a significantly higher one. Uh, we've seen that with Jalen Brown. We saw that. You look at a team like, you know, like, for example, when Toronto Raptors won the championship, you know, you look at Pascal Saikim and you look at the leap that he made as a player. Uh, when you For the Celtics, you would hope that someone like Neesmith could make a significant leap uh, when he gets a full, like, offseason and uh, summer league and all those things that most rookies get that he was not able to partake in just because of just the, the state of the NBA and, 
and coronavirus and all that. Mm -hmm. So you're hoping that someone that we're looking at now who's kind of in the weeds is going to step up and be that man, is going to step up and be that player. You get something like that and you tack that on with, with Tatum and Brown. Now you've got a group that can do something, can do some very special things. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what he does for sure. This season, our guest was here in Boston for a while over the last few seasons. Now he's elsewhere in Sacramento. Big shot. Yes, he's a big time now. He's. I'm surprised we even had the number to call him to get him on this podcast. <laughs> our old friend. We have to go through to get that corny. I ain't even going to get We don't got enough time to talk about that. But <laughs> Well, Kyle Draper is here to talk to us about his move to Sacramento and what he thinks about these Celtics. Kyle, it's been a while since we've seen you. Nah, don't even come at me like that, Kwani. <laughs> you and Shemad have lost my number. Y'all done had everybody else on this podcast. What episode is this? Like number 75 or something? And now y'all get back to me? Nah, I see how it is. It's all good. It's all good. Wait, look, we had to track you down. I mean, I, we found you in your man cave or wherever you broadcast. You changed from. your number on yeah. it. Nah, hey, y'all wish y'all were, were at where I was at right now. I'm on vacation, maxing and relaxing. Mm-hmm, well, that's what happens when you go when you cover the Kings. You get a lot of time <laughs> to max and relax. <laughs> no comment, man. Don't diss my squad wow. like that, Sharad. Don't diss my squad. Well, that's messed right up. Here. I know, just like old times. Enough and change. Enough and change. But a lot of things have changed, particularly around the green team hiring uh, Mr. I mean, Udoka. What do you think about the hire? No, I mean, I like it. You know, I'm listening to all these fans and everything say, you know, Brad Stevens knocked it out of the park. This is a great hire. I like the hire, but Sharad, as you know, it's like drafting a rookie. Everybody's or signing a free agent, Kwani. I need to see the proof in the pudding. Right. I'm happy for him. I'm excited for him. You know, everybody seems to like the guy, but ultimately he's going to be judged by wins and losses. And so, I'm going to just chill, sit back, wait and see how he does. Because you guys know Celtics fans. What happens if they, you know, finish seventh this season? Is the honeymoon over or something like that? And so I'm not going to, you know, say this is a slam dunk or anything like that. Because there are a lot of good coaches who haven't won a championship. I mean, think about, you know, Brad Stevens. He had a great run in Boston, right? But he didn't win the title. And I think Adoka... He is brought here to win a championship, and that's what he will be judged on. I got that feeling, though, that... Go ahead, Kwani. No, to that point, you can always say the right things in the opening press conference, but how are you going to actually execute in the season? For Udoka, he's been emphasizing that Jason and Jalen are the stars that he's going to build his team around. Do you think that's a good idea? Yeah, Kwani, they have no other choice, right? I mean, you're you're riding and dying with Jason and Jalen unless you decide to move one of them and I don't think Brad will do that and so these are this is your your core these are the two guys that are going to carry you as far as you can go and so I think what Udoka is trying to do is instill some confidence in these guys he talked about uh wanting them to be a badass out on the floor and so I I think he's his chips are all in the Celtics chips are all in on these two guys let's not forget they are still young but then I look out there in Phoenix I'm looking at Devin Booker one win away from leading his squad to a championship. You know, I'm looking at Trey Young leading his squad to the Eastern Conference Finals. And so I think it's a young man's game right now, and it's time for these young boys to step up. It's it's a young man's game. I absolutely agree with you on that. But those two examples you gave, 
they also have old school G's that got their back. When you look at your boys in Phoenix, you got Chris Paul. You look over here in Atlanta, which is where I'm at right now. You got Danilo Gallinari, who's giving you some good minutes off the bench. You got seasoned guys who've been there, done a few things in the game. And then you come to Boston, you got Grant Williams. You got Peyton Pritchard. Yo, why are you making that face up? Why are you saying Grant Williams? You're like, Grant Williams? Because I'm talking about OGs who've been in the game for a minute, and Grant Williams is so at the other end of the spectrum. Okay. They got that, who's fault is that? Whose fault is that, Sharon? Whose fault is that? Danny Ainge. Okay. Right. Boom. Right. What, what, what? Did that the stutter? No. It's nah. Danny. Kwani, was he saying that three months ago? I just want to make sure now that Danny's out, let's not. No, I agree. But Danny tried to bring in those stealth veterans, Sharon. Think about it. He brought in my guy, Jeff T. That didn't work. His guy. I I would have gave you a pass on passing on Jeff T as being your guy. I would have absolutely given you a pass on that. Garbage. I don't don't waffle. I I don't go back and forth. If you're my guy, you're my guy. And so you're Tristan Thompson. He brought in in Evan Fournier. No, that's your boy. He brought in Evan Fournier. And so he just brought in the wrong OG vets. And so it'll be interesting to see what Brad does with this roster, right? Because I agree, they do need some OG vets around it. I'm just hoping that that he doesn't completely strike out one OG after another. Because think about it. When was the last time they brought in somebody with some mileage on him that actually panned out? Uh, I, I don't count Evan Turner because Evan Turner really wasn't an OG. Shaq, this was Shaq's last stop. Al Horford? Al Horford as a free agent? Come on, hey, don't disrespect Al Horford. No, I'm, I'm just don't thinking Al was in the for eight years. Al was like 28, yeah. I guess Al was probably the last one. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah Al Horford. Yeah. Gordon don't yeah, really count yeah. because Gordon, that was like Brad's like, you know, that was his boy. I don't count. Yeah. I, don't, I don't count that one. I don't. But here's the thing. Uh, this what you, you brought this up a little bit earlier about how Brad – you know, had a lot of success, but obviously didn't win that chip. And Brad finished, he's like, right now, he's fourth all time and wins as a Celtics head coach. The three cats ahead of him all got chips. I'm wondering is, you will Yudoka have a little bit more, for lack of a better word, time to figure this stuff out, knowing Brad's history? Like, it's not like Brad it, it, it can say, look, well, you know, when I was coaching the team, we – he don't got. He, he can't do it like Tommy. He can't talk the way Doc could. He can't do right. it the way guys who've done this for a while can just say, "Look, I've paid my dues. I got my chip. This is how we do it." Brad, it has to be more like, "I won a lot of games. I didn't get the chip. I feel for you, son. I know what it feels like to come up short." That I don't know how I feel about that. Uh-huh. That's what I question about Brad Stevens. When it comes time to make the tough decision, i.e. fire somebody. I don't know if, you know, let's say in four years it's not working out, you know. Is Brad going to – Brad got eight years. Let's not be Brad got eight years as head coach of the Boston Celtics. No chance in the finals. Exactly. I don't think Udoka gets that long of a leash. If he doesn't get yeah. to the finals in eight years – I can't see it lasting that long. I just can't see it. I think this franchise is hungry to get back. Eastern Conference Finals, been there, done that. It's all about getting to the championship right now. I think Brad realizes what's at stake, too, when it comes to his legacy. As you mentioned, he didn't succeed to the level of expectation as a coach. 
And for his first move to be one that is still considered controversial because people loved Kemba and for him to bring back Al Horford, I think he is willing to bite the bullet and do what needs to be done. Obviously, we have to see him be able to do that with Udoka, but I think that was a pretty bold move on Brad's part because I didn't expect him to be the bad guy and trade away Kemba, and that was the first thing that he did. Yeah, but see, you know, I can give a little pass on that point. (laughs) This is what he did. This is what he did. He traded away a guy that everyone likes right. and he a guy that everyone likes. So that there was, there was from yeah. a, I think from a perspective, from a perception standpoint, there was a there was a zero net gain with that. Now, as mm-hmm. far as playing, you got an older guy, right. you got rid of, you brought in an older guy, you got <laughs> I, I, I think I think Brad what he did was he made a deal that made a lot of sense. That wasn't going to get him any kind of really blowback. Yeah. Now, if he were to trade away Marcus Smart, and right. you brought in you know, some, right, right. some guy that's like, you know, like, I, I don't know, like, we'll just throw out a name like Matisse Thibel or something, or, okay. or just, just some scraps. There will be there will be blowback. There will absolutely be blowback. And I'm curious, how is he going to handle that blowback? I mean, is he going to duck and bob and weave, or is he going to just stand in the storm and take them hits? I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, the thing about that Kimball Walker deal, Brad did, everybody knew they had to do something with Kimball, right? right? For sure. So it wasn't that hard, but I was actually disappointed in the deal because as much as Al Horford is my guy and people are high on Moses Brown, I thought, Tom, might you be able to get a little more? You know, I I don't know. Sharon's shaking his head. Obviously not, I guess, but, man, and to give up your first-round pick, too, I don't know about that. To me, are they better today than they were when they had Kimball Walker? I don't think they are. I, I don't think that trade, you know, I'm talking about this upcoming season, moved them closer to a championship. I, I think that on the floor, I, I don't think they're better. I think financially speaking, they're in a hell of a lot better situation now than they were before because they've got some realistic options to create some some avenues to, to bring in a significant piece going forward. That wasn't going to happen if they kept Kimba. Uh, I, hold up, hold up, Sharon. Let me cut you up. You say bring in a significant piece. Not like this year. Or free agency. Yeah. Because you're talking free agency? Yeah. I, I worry about the Celtics and Not, attracting a quality free agent going forward. This is where Yoka is going to have to be the difference maker. Because I think he has been around a game long enough to where guys respect him, and he might be able to sweet-talk some cats into at least thinking about coming to Boston. And to me, if you can get to the point where where players will at least give you a chance to make your case, that's all you really want. And if you're Yudoka, I mean, look, man, he's got lots of things going for him. (laughs) Lots of things going for him. I'm just saying. Good I think that's him. a really good point, though, because... Lots of people looking forward to coming to Celtics game <laughs> this year. see who they find for that. Just take in the environment. Right. Oh, Drapes, don't act like you don't know, boy. No, I, I know Drapes, exactly you know. what. Yeah, I may have to fly back for a couple of Celtics games or something. Oh, Maybe she'll come yeah. out to Sacramento on a road trip or something like that. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I can see I can see Kyle being like, yo, let me let me talk to like you know your significant other because you know we want to get the get the full skull. Right. 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 Right.
everyone's going to try to find that angle this season. How can we incorporate Miss Nia Long? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, I, I am impressed, though, because she's fully embracing this move, you know? She, she didn't have to do all those social media posts she wearing the jersey and all that. She didn't well, have to do that. So that's that's did you see that yeah. one? Oh, she did? Oh, I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one. Oh, wow. I didn't see I'll that either. I got it. For those yeah, who didn't notice, though, on Instagram, she did post a photo of her wearing a number 18 jersey, which signifies Udoka being the 18th head coach, but also the goal of the 18th banner. So as you mentioned, Kyle, that it was a big deal for her to publicly claim the Celtics and really root for right. Udoka. <laughs> I'm glad. No, exactly. Especially after your boy Kyrie and everything. No, right. exactly. I think the Celtics needed this kind of PR, this kind of publicity. Yeah, because, I mean, when you look at the kind of season they've had, I mean, my goodness. I mean, the shots just keep kept, kept yeah. coming. You're not yeah. winning games. You got guys hurt. Kyrie in Brooklyn, but still taking shots. Right. Yeah. Still taking yeah. shots. And when you talk about attracting free agents, I think the social aspect of Boston is a really big deal. You look at L.A., you look at Miami. Those are fun cities. No one thinks, I want to have fun, let me go to Boston. At least for but the hold up, Kwani, I gotta cut you off because you're making it yeah. sound like my boys in the NBA are all about LA and Miami and nightlife I'm and not party saying that. and things like, like that. Choice. You know, they obviously don't have a choice, generally speaking. But if you're a young NBA player with money to blow and fun to have, wouldn't you <laughs> want to go to a younger city or a more fun city? Well, so what you saying? You ain't going to Salt Lake, or you ain't going to Boston? Is is that what you're telling me, Kwani? Anyone ever said I want to go to Salt Lake? Me? When was the last time you heard that? <laughs> the one guy, dog. No, I I love Salt Lake City. I do. I really do. And you know what else I love, Kwani? Good. I love betonline.ag. Absolutely. If you're looking for the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, betonline.ag is the place to be. Baseball season is in full swing. And you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, info, real time updated odds and prop bets on anything and everything you can imagine. Don't forget about the welcome bonus 50% off. Uh, the uh, welcome bonus code CLNS50. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. I was definitely going to do that read, but sure, I just took it from me. I did. I, you I know what? I, I, I pulled the Dame Willard there. You did. Take my you shot. did. Are you saying I'm a CJ McCullough? <laughs> he gets points. He's not wrong with that. He's not wrong with that. He's just don't play defense. You didn't trust me for shot. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing here. <laughs> Kyle, we want to talk about your Sixers. I think. <laughs> a little bit. You <laughs> Sixers. Hey, how many y'all wasn't talking to me when they were winning? All of a sudden, they lose. Let's call Dreams up. And get them on the boat for it. Because Drake, right. the line was so busy because because y'all just didn't know how to act when they were actually winning. Y'all all talking to each other. Hey, you see our team is winning? Our team is winning. Can't talk to y'all then. Couldn't talk to y'all then. Y'all yeah, too humbled. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I, I'm, your here. I'm here. here. What you got? Go ahead, Kwani. What has been your reaction to this past season and them getting booted out of the Playoffs. <laughs> it's a disappointment because let's be honest, it was set up perfectly for them. Yes. Especially with Brooklyn losing to Milwaukee like that. I mean, and Milwaukee, you know, good team, we know that. But the team I was afraid of was Brooklyn. And now with Brooklyn Herd and Milwaukee moving on, it was right there for the Sixers. And they got to do something with Ben Simmons. And, you know, this was 
I mean, I can't remember the last time a so-called star player, superstar player, turtled in the playoffs like this. I mean, this is this is like some epic stuff that we've never seen before. A guy who's, you know, supposedly so great during the regular season and then so bad in the playoffs. And it's like Ben Simmons didn't want to be there, right? It's like he was afraid of the moment. He was the highest price role player in the entire NBA during the playoffs. And, and so they got to figure that out. But hey, let's not act like the Sixers window has closed or anything like that. It was Doc Rivers' first year, Kwani. It was a, a shortened off season because of COVID. No yeah. fans until the very end. And so let's not close the window just yet. I'm just speaking well, for the people. <laughs> listen, Chris, I, I love the way that you phrase it, him turtling. Um, because your boy, it got so it got to the point where not even Doc Rivers, the defender of anyone and everyone who ever played for Doc Rivers, That's, had yeah. to be like, you know what? Get him. I can't help you. Right. Doc, is he a championship point? Could Doc, you got to work this summer. <laughs> I was right, like, damn. Right. And then Joel talk about the series change when, you know, we had that one play. And he's talking about when your boy gave up a layup or dunk because he's afraid he's going to get fouled. Dre, yeah, man. You can't win yeah. with a dude who's thinking like that. I don't care how much time they put in the joint. This is where the problem's at with Ben Simmons. His mental, his mind is the issue. Sharon, you're right. But are, are you saying this is how he's going to be for the next 10, 15 years? You don't well, think he's been that way for the first four rounds. Exactly. He's still a young player. Was he 24 years old, something like that? Come on right. now. He's still young. And so right. I still think they have a chance next season. I don't. I think he's done. Right. And it's, it's up to Ben Simmons, though. It's up to I, him, right? It, it is up to him. And that's the problem. It's up to him. And he has shown no willingness to do anything to get better. Anything. He doesn't take shots. And now he's a boy. Not only does he not take threes, he doesn't take jumpers. He doesn't take layups. But he might I get fouled. But you know what? I can't believe what he do like that. I'm sending him he, out of here for a chance like it. Yeah, but he, and exactly. He may need to be traded. Sort of like Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz, before he got hurt, was actually playing pretty well down good. there in Orlando. Yeah, he just needed to change the scenery. Maybe Ben Simmons does, but I don't know, man. I always thought Ben, coming out of college, when he wanted it, when he turned it on, he could be great. But I didn't see that motor. You know what I mean? I didn't see that willingness to be great night in and night out. And now we're seeing it in the NBA also. And so that, that's a little, uh, you know, concerning if I'm the Sixers. That's the million-dollar question for them, right? And what do you get, get though, for Ben Simmons? If you do trade him, what are you getting? You're not giving up a star player for Ben Simmons, are you? Yeah. You're going to get somebody's overpriced junk. In right, return. right, right. Like, like Portland, I mean, I don't think C.J. McCollum is junk, but they apparently do, which is why they're open to moving him. Shoot, I'll take C.J. I'll and take C.J. McCollum. The funny part about yeah. Ben Simmons now, though, is Markel Fultz would actually be a better fit with them right. now than Ben Simmons. I know, I know, I know. You're right, you're right. I like Markel. I mean, but it just didn't work. There was something mental in Philly they screwed him up there in Philadelphia. And they might be on their way to doing the same with Ben Simmons, man. That is definitely something those two players have in com common. They were overhyped coming into the league to the point where they had no choice. They had no chance to fail. So that their trajectory of, I think, growth didn't really exist. Because you come in, you're the next godsend for a team, and then you flop. So, 
I hope Ben Simmons yeah. is able to figure it out because, like you said, Philly may not be the best fit for him at this point. And it's right. crazy. He's a multiple-time All-Star. That's what's so crazy. Like, I, I don't think we've seen a player this good during the regular season look this bad. In the in the yeah. yeah well, well, let's, let's talk about a different multi-All-Star, shall Jason we? Tatum? Let's talk about a young man named Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. <laughs> I heard about him. Now, now Drake. You you saw how his season ended. I mean, he was getting buckets. Team didn't win as much as obviously he wanted to. They wanted to. He had COVID this year. Had an inhaler at one point right. to kind of help him navigate. So clearly, you know, this was a, a, a physically taxing season for him. He going to Tokyo. He gonna be mm-hmm. balling with the big boys. How do you feel about that decision on his part? I got I got my own feelings on that. I, I want to hear what you think though. I love it. I love it. Yeah. He, he needs to be the face of Team USA. I know Kevin Durant's going there, but I want Jason Tatum to, to be the best player on Team USA. Because you know what happens? When you come back, you're walking around like you're the hot stuff, you know? I, I don't know if I could curse or not on this show. This is a family program. But you you walking around like this stuff don't stink. You're and, the itch. Exactly. You're the itch. And I think he needs a little dose of that. And, and I think, you know, when we talk about Udoka, that's what he wants to see from him. Don't be deferring to LeBron or Durant or, you know, Brad Beal. Just be happy you're on the floor with those guys. Make sure you are the best player on the floor. And if he goes out there and dominates in Tokyo, I know Kevin Durant's going to be there as well. But if he shows and proves that he's the best player out there, I think that'll help the Celtics. And I think Kevin Durant realizes that, you know, I'm the baddest scorer in the game right now, but, yo, JT coming. After missing out on $32 million in incentives, I know he has a chip on his shoulder. So if he couldn't do it in the regular season, he's going to go out in Tokyo and do something. I I got a t-shirt saying, stay salty. Look. That's what Jason (laughs) told me. He needs to have a stay salty t-shirt on. Hold up. Can can I say something quickly about Tatum? Yeah. And he had a great finish to the season. But he has to elevate his game. He has to be better. 50 what points so I don't what care. That mean? What do you think means he better? He has to him? make the other players on his team better. Yeah. And that's okay. and that's and, and Jalen Brown also. We know those guys can go out there and get buckets. But can you make life easier for the Peyton Pritchards, for the Marcus Smart, for your boy Sherrod Grant Williams? You have to make elevate those guys. When we talk about some of the greatest players that ever played this game, one thing they were able to do trust their teammates, put their teammates in position to succeed, and elevate the play of their teammates. And I think that's the next thing with Jason Tatum. I don't need 50 points. I'd be good with 27 and 8 assists and 10 rebounds, like a a full, complete game, not just filling the stat sheet scoring-wise. I I need Jason Tatum to round out his game and and really elevate his teammates. Well, his teammates need to play a little bit better when they get opportunities to play. (laughs) I mean, you know, you got cats – you know, like your boy Grant, who can play like 25, 30 minutes, have like three points, your boy Grant. a rebound. Yeah. And he'll do a decent job defensively, but he's not locking anybody up. They need guys to be stars in whatever role they're asked to play. I look at a guy like Neesmith. You make shots. When you get the rock, guess what? You need make to shoot, shots, bro. Yeah, You need yeah. to make shots. You need to shoot. Shots don't get made if you don't take them, you know? I, I remember Jerry, Jerry Stackhouse used to tell me this all the time. Uh, when he would take like maybe 20, 25 shots and someone asked him, you know, did you take enough shots or did, or did you, did you feel that you got enough shots tonight? And he was like, no, no, 
Because that's what because I'm paid to make shots, and I need to keep taking them if I'm going to make them. And I, I love that mindset. I love that. Right. For most players. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think the Celtics they got a lot of finishers. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I consider Kemba Walker a finisher as well. But they don't have uh, uh, that person that brings it all together. You know, on the floor, and so you know that th- it tastes good. You know, when you see them scoring, but you know that they they're using the sweet and low sugar. They need that real sugar. Mm-hmm to really bring them all together and make them a better team. And so I think their roster is incomplete right now. Hopefully I'm not the only one. I mean, Hopefully they Brad still need a point guard. Way. Yeah, exactly. Brad as much as I love Marcus Smart, I don't think he's the answer as your starting point guard. And you don't need a guy that comes in and scores 30 points. You need a guy that can get you 10, 11 assists on any given night. They don't have that. To that point, you mentioned Tatum being the one that makes his teammates better. But wouldn't you see that facilitator that's missing as that person to facilitate for the entire team versus Tatum having to take up that burden? No, Kwani, because if you're going to be great, you give the game whatever it needs. If your team okay, needs cheers. you to be that facilitator, hey, right? <laughs> you know what I mean, Sharon? You know, seriously, if you want to be great, if you want to be in that LeBron conversation, because yeah. that's how I measure everybody. You know, LeBron can go out there and beat you with 50 points. He can go out there and beat you with 15 assists. He can go out there and beat you with rebounds. And so when I'm talking about a complete player, that's what I want to see from Jason Tatum. Kevin Durant. We saw Kevin Durant in the playoffs, that 49-point game. It wasn't just points. He played great defense as well. Tatum has to get back to locking people up. Whatever the game needs, that's what Tatum has to provide. And it's not just always scoring. He's been a little rocky on defense. Like, like he's had moments where he's been amazing. And then he yeah. just kind of flat lines for a little bit. And then he gets amazing. And then he gets, like, not so amazing. He need, definitely he needs to play uh, that end of the floor with a little more consistency. No question about it. Yeah. Now, Drapes, we love you. <laughs> Here you we do. go. Oh, uh-huh. well, you know. <laughs> no. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to give you a flash. First of all, congratulations on your last year in Boston. You got an Emmy. For the pre and post now, 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 how does this one stack up with the war chest of Emmys you got? Because apparently you got, like, you, you, you and uh, Bill Russell and all them championships. Y'all, like, neck and neck, right? <laughs> no, yeah, I know. I don't have many Emmys. And the Emmys I do have before this one came as part of, like, the game broadcast. You know, as part of, like, you know, a, a game broadcast. This so one, you were, like, Robert Horry? Or were you, like, Brian Scalabrini? Both were but what? Nah, I would say Robert Ory. Yeah, I would say give me Robert Ory. Yeah, I wasn't Shaq or Kobe or nobody like that. I wasn't the star. That was Mike and Tommy. Yeah, but I played my shots, tiny though. role. I'm, when it, when I got the rock, I knocked down the shots. Yeah, this down. one, I was the host of pre and post game. Like mm-hmm. you know, it, you know that has my name on it. You know, and so this one means so much more to me. And so it reiterates and. and the work that we did, you guys know at NBC Sports Boston when we were all there together, you know, we, we had a good group and we put out a good product and this just validates that, I think. Yeah, well, I was I was happy for you that you got that. Um, sad that you no longer can, you can't repeat that chip. Uh, right, right. It had to come when I, when I left, right? Yeah. You know? Exactly. So here's 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 my thing. What for you, Drapes, is, is like the transition from Boston, which is, you know, one of the largest markets in, in the country to a city that, you know, it's, it's I mean, we're not talking like backwoods, you know, mid, middle of nowhere, but it's not it's not big like Boston. How has that transition been for you? 
Man, you better not be uh, dissing Sacramento. Sacramento Whoa. is much better than I, I expected. I tried to give y'all as much dap as I could for the only city I've ever been in where I saw a tumbleweed in the middle of the road. But anyway, keep going. Nah, that, that was back in the day. That, that was your first few years covering the NBA. Sacramento is up and coming, big fella. You know where we stay at, Sherrod? Downtown, the, the Sawyer Hotel. Dude, you go five blocks up the way. There's a lively scene. It's hype. They love their Sacramento Kings. Sure, it's not Boston, and that's one of the things you know I'm trying to bring out there is that I'm not going to accept losing. You know, the Kings haven't been to the playoffs in 15 years, and so there's sort of like a doomsday feeling among the fan base. They go on a two or three game losing streak. Oh, here we go again. I'm of the belief, and you know, I remember earlier in the season, uh, me and my co-host uh, Katie. Hunter, we had a discussion. De'Aaron Fox scored 42 points, I think it was, or 43 in a game. And she said, well, De'Aaron can't do this every single night. And I'm like, hold up. If you want to be Jason Tatum, if you want to be Donovan Mitchell, you got to bring it every single night. You have to be the best player. And that's what I'm trying to bring to the community out there. No, don't just sit back and be happy with challenging for a playing spot. You got to aim higher. You got to think higher. And so, they can't believe that there was talk of the Celtics firing Brad Stevens during the middle of the season. Like they, people just thought that was so crazy. And I'm just like, Hey, if you're not getting it done in Boston, consequences will be paid. And so that needs to happen in Sacramento also. And I'm talking, you know, from management to the players as well. If y'all not bringing it on the floor then sit your butt down, I'll get somebody else out there that will. Okay. Um, that Emmy level excellence to Sacramento. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, Kwani. I'm trying. You need, to, you need to roll in it one day and just have like a T-shirt with all the Emmys. Like, yeah. This, this is what we do. <laughs> this is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I might. Well, next time I show up, I'm gonna just carry it with me, set yeah. it on the desk, like, bam. That's bam. what I'm talking about. This you know. Exactly. 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 <laughs> I get it. Hey, what do you miss most about Boston? Oh, we want to play some games? No, no, no. Go with your question. Then we'll play I'll games after. All right. Final question. What do you miss most about living in Boston? Man, that's a good question. That's a good question. Sherrod, though. See, Kwani, you and I, ain't, we haven't hung out a whole lot in Boston. I got so many answers for that that I'm not going to say any of them. <laughs> Sherrod, though, I had the city on lock, big fella. You know what I mean? Like, I would money, I would take to show that they never wanted to hang out with me, and I would try to invite myself. Places. She wasn't ready. She wasn't ready for our spot. I would take Sherrod under my wing. I would take Gary Washburn under my wing, show him the finer yeah. things in life. So I miss doing that. I, I miss doing that. I, I miss taking care of my guys out there. You got to hand over the baton to someone. Nah. Yeah, we, we already graduated and moved on. That's the thing. We We... We OGs now. We we in the owner's box like Michael Jordan. We in the sweet <laughs> chilling. We let y'all young cats handle that. Quiet. All right, hand me the Rolodex then. I'll take over. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll pass along a couple of names for you. I'll pass along a couple of names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. you, don't, you don't want Quiet to start balling out. <laughs> I know, I know. We ain't ready for that. We ready for game time, though. We are. Let's do ready, it. Quiet. All right, so our first game is called Fill in the Lane. You we say a phrase and you fill in the blank for it. First one, Marcus Smart will blank with the Celtics next season. We'll still be with the Celtics for the full season. I, I don't think they're trading Marcus Smart. 
because here's the thing. If you trade Marcus Smart, I don't think you're getting back a starting-level point guard in this well, league from Marcus Smart. Exactly. So then what do you do at the point guard spot? I, I think Marcus Smart plays out this season at, in Boston, and then we see what happens going forward. I, I think Smart will be your starting point guard opening night. Okay. Solid answer. The next one is blank will be the next best player behind Tatum and Brown next season. Dang. I know. That's a tough one right there. I got my, I know oh. I want. Are they re-signing 48? Is it going to be Peyton Pritchard? Is it going to be Neesmith? Oh my gosh. I'm going to say my guy Al Horford. Let me go with Al. Ooh, okay. Big Al. Yeah, Al Horford will be the third best player on himself. Gerard, what's your answer? My answer is Time Lord. Okay. He's finally going to stay healthy. Well, yeah, stay healthy. Time, let me let me say because I knew where you're going. I knew where you're going. He's going to stay healthy. Okay. And if he's able to stay healthy, he's going to get you like 14, 15 yeah. points. Yeah. Eight, yeah. nine rebounds, two, three blocks. And at least at least one highlight every other game on average. Every other game. Every other game. Not every game. Not every every other game. Well, he's gonna, he's gonna, have a, gonna have a week where he's gonna be like three highlights every game. He's gonna have a week where he's gonna have none. Because Tatum gonna go okay. off for like forty points, three or four games in a row. Nobody care about time more that week. Okay. Mm. Neil, all, right. all right. The next one is your favorite Neil Long movie is. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um you could do Love Jones, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So I'm going to let everybody say Friday or something like that. Nah, I'm going with Love Jones. Love Jones, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Yeah. 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 Love Jones is up there for me as well. All right. Our second game is called Starting Five. I say a word or a phrase, and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind when you hear it. First one, Ime, Ime Udoka. I don't know why, just lucky man, lucky man, lucky, <laughs> lucky man. Big so, good one, Dre. Real one. I like lucky that. Man. <laughs> keep it real, Kwani. Keep it well, real. No, dude, you don't want to go. Let, let, let's keep it real. The dude has a beautiful fiance. He's a good-looking man. He's sharp. He dresses well. He what has up, it all, man. He's he, he, he has, <laughs> No, but the dude has the total package. So. No, he's a lucky man. All right, all right. Sacramento Kings. Ah, the home. I'm ready to get back to kingdom. Hey, I'm telling you, Sharad will remember this. When they were rocking and rolling with C-Web, with my boy Doug Christie, they had probably the best home court advantage. And so when you say Sacramento Kings, I see a team on the rise. I'm waiting to those 17,000 fans get back, and hopefully we win some games this season. I just know C-Web ain't walking through that door. Doug <laughs> <laughs> is walking through that door to be with you when he yeah, walks yeah. in the court. But Kyle Draper is walking through that door. I'm walking through that door now. That's what matters. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Stevens, the GM. You know, y'all seen that? What is it, that Nick Young um, – meme or whatever where he he like looks and those question marks come up above his head yeah, i'm yeah. still questioning it. i'm still yeah. trying to figure it out because i can't imagine brad running the team i never thought in a million years i always thought he was a head coach like i just thought he was a head coach yeah. and so is it going to work i don't know 
You know, it may he may be great at it. He may not be. I don't know. But we got to let it play out. But I, I'm still surprised and perplexed by that move. Danny Ainge's legacy. Wow. You know what? And, and I'm going to keep it real because that's what we do. Underachieving. Ooh. When it's all said and done, it was a great run, but they only had one title. I think if you ask the players and coaches and even Danny himself, it could have been better. It should have been better. And so I, I think they underachieved during his tenure. Wow. Oh. Okay, Dre. Well, it's not sure. No, it's just keeping it real, right? Look, we said we'd keep it real. We were spending it real. I think it was a good answer. Okay. Ben Simmons. Dang. Dang. That's my answer. That's it. Dang. Dang. <laughs> Perfect. It's always, they say the first thing that comes to your mind. Right, yeah. yeah. Hey, so much talent, so much talent, so much potential. And, and hopefully he doesn't become one of those guys that we look back and say, like, think about it, Shariah, and you know this dude well. I love Rashid Wallace, but he could have been a top 20 player of all time, you know? And, and I don't know what the issue was. I, I don't know why he didn't achieve that. Like, maybe he was too unselfish. I don't know. But he could have been so much more. And Ben Simmons is the same way. His problem was he was too unselfish. Um, yeah, yeah. To a fault. And I, it, yeah. there's nothing you could ever do to convince him to be more takeover. Takeover, yeah. But you had to pay him takeover money because he was that nice. Right, yeah, yeah. But Ben, but, nah, Ben different altogether. Because Ben, get, ben is scared out there. Your boy is yeah. scared to shoot. Yeah, he's scared, yeah. You can't I be know. scared in the NBA. I know. You can't do but it. getting paid, and he's an all-star. He yes. thinks he's doing everything right, though. That's the thing. It's like, he thinks he, you know what? I'm an all-star. What more do you want from me? Right. That's now he sees, take a shot when now you're he the Right. No, no, hopefully now he sees. Hopefully. Oh. Well, thank you, Kyle, for reuniting <laughs> with us and giving us some of your big-time time. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? I'm on vacation. I'm chilling. Kyle's is so exciting. I look at the ceiling fan going nonstop behind him. The yeah, obvious somewhere really warm. I'm on the vineyard chilling. I got my people out here. I got mom and dad downstairs. Got the wife and kids, the Draper family time. The only reason I decided to do this podcast is because I didn't want y'all to think I had a big head after winning the Emmy. You know what uh, I mean? I didn't want y'all to say, oh, Drapes wins an Emmy, so he ain't got no time for us. Hey, I'm, I'm still the same old drapes. Man of the people. Hardware. A little more hardware. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> My guy. Man of the people. <laughs> exactly. So, no, thanks for having me on. Seriously. No, nah, this was good. This was good. Um, as always, Kyle, wish you the best, brother. Uh, and hope hope the Kings can, can you know, step their game up the way you stepped yep. your game up. Much appreciated. Cool. Kyle Draper. My Thank man. Thank you, guys. See you, brother. Kyle Draper, Mr. Emmy, Kyle Rashid Draper. You just put um, his old government out there for no reason. Government name out there. Just make sure keep it keeps him out of trouble. Keep him humble. Because <laughs> not everyone know your government name, so you know you gotta fly right with everybody. Right. Know. So now he was good. Good stuff, yeah. Kyle. Uh, what, what jumped out to you about about what Kyle had to talk about? I was gonna ask you what you missed most about your your partner in crime. That was that was my dude. That was my dog. That was that was absolutely my partner in crime. And I, I do miss Kyle. Um, I miss going at him, uh, acknowledging when he's wrong, because that was that's that that's kind of what I did most of the time. 
Um, but no, it was fun. It was, it's always good to chop it up with him. He's, uh, you know, Kyle and I came to Boston within like weeks of each other. And right. so we both kind of learned the lay of the land at the same time, uh, had a lot of the same issues. We both, you know, we transitioned our families to a new part of the country mm-hmm. that we'd never really been to before. And so we, we, we clicked like that. Um, but the, the one thing that I, I always appreciated about Kyle was that there was always we could go at each other and it would never get personal. Um, it was always professional. Uh, and, and we went at each other hard all the um, time, all the time. But it never it never felt like it was anything more than just he's got an opinion. I got an opinion. Let's go at it. Let's go. Um, and. At first, people really didn't know how to take that because we would be like yelling and screaming at each other, and then the lights and cameras go off, and we start cracking up, and then we right. go to the drink. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and we, it, yes, and so uh, I, I do miss that that banter with him, but I'm happy for him though because I mean he's yeah. he's wanted to do play by play for the longest yeah. time, and he's getting that opportunity in Sacramento, and it's always great when you are in a position where you're dealing with people who understand your vision. Right. When they appreciate your value that you bring and put put you in positions to make the most of that, and so yeah, I'm I'm happy as hell for him. Wish he was still he was still here in Boston, but I'm glad he's in a place that really I, I think fulfills him for what he's looking for right now. Absolutely, and I think to your point of you, what you asked me earlier, what stood out when it comes to the Celtics, I think the onus that he put on Jason Tatum to make the players around him better is something I don't think that has been talked about a lot this past season. So I would love to see. Tatum really facilitate when it comes to making the players around him better overall. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Kwani, what you got coming down the pipeline? Cause you always got something going on. Always something going on. So 10 questions is still underway. We actually just talked to Michelle Wu in our latest Boston mayoral candidates. I also have some stuff coming up next month, this month, what month are we in? In July. Uh, regarding the Olympics and the coverage of that. So stay tuned because I'll be doing a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, good, good. I, I've got uh, Bleacher Report stuff coming up. I'm actually I'm in Atlanta right now for the Hawks uh, playoff. Uh, now the series has shifted to Atlanta, so I'm, I'm here for a few days uh, doing some coverage off of that. I'll be writing about some other NBA stuff. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll be doing a Ben Simmons story relatively soon. Uh, I've got some stuff coming with ebony.com. Uh, uh, Boston Sports Journal stuff, uh, and I'll be doing usual stuff intermittently with CLNS Media. Uh, so, you know, I'm doing a teaching thing right now with, with some of my kiddies uh, at BU. So, Sherrod's plate is quite full at the moment. So, which always is, employed a Sherrod Blakely. Always <laughs> employed. That's, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. As you know, that's a very good thing. <laughs> it is. Especially in our business. For real. So, um, one more shout out to CLNS and of course CLNS, but Bet Online AG. Make sure you sign up. Use the promo code CLNS50 to get that bonus. There's a lot of games going on. We have the Olympics coming up. We're following MLB, the NBA playoffs. So make sure you log in and use that code and cash in on all the action. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to diversify my my, my portfolio with that <laughs> right now because I got more options now than than before. I, I mostly uh, deal with the NBA and, and, yeah. and that, but now it's getting to the point where it's like I might have to spread the wealth a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. get a little more different action. So uh, good stuff, good stuff as always. For 
Kwani A. Lunas. I'm A. Sherrod Blakely. And this is yet another edition of the A-List Podcast. We'll be back next week with more talk, more action, and all that and then some A-List Podcasts. We are...